There's a lot of dating advice out there. It's hard to know what actually works. So today we're getting into my top 10 pieces of dating intentionally advice for getting into a relationship. Who knows? Maybe 2024 is your year to make it happen. Welcome to another episode of Dating Intentionally. I'm Talia. I'm a dating coach. And on Dating Intentionally, I share no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you've been on dozens of dates or you're just getting started. I believe dating can be fun, and I think there's no shame in actively looking for a relationship while enjoying your life as a single person. I'm not even the most romantic person, but I believe love is worth looking for. Are you into New Year's resolutions? Do you like to set goals for a new year? I do. I'm actually more of an intention person. I like to set intentions for a new year that can apply to various parts of my life. In 2022, my intention was take more swings, which helped me help remind me to take more risks. And in 2023, my intention was do it now, which helped me beat my avoidance and procrastination habits. For 2024, I'm not sure what my intention is yet since I'm recording this in early December, but by the time you're listening to this, you can bet that I've nailed it down. When it comes to goal setting, I don't think having a goal of wanting to get into a relationship by the end of the year is a smart move. Why? Because it involves another person and you just can't control other people. But here are some other ideas for dating intentions in 2024 pulled from the Instagram community. By the way, you can connect with me on Instagram at dating.intentionally. I love hearing from listeners. So here are some examples pulled from the community. These are great goals. Clarify my needs. Go on three first dates per month. To adopt an abundance mindset, quit dating apps and go to singles events instead, take more chances, heal my heartbreak, be present on dates instead of focusing on the future, and have a better relationship with myself. Thank you to everyone who submitted their dating goals and intentions. There were hundreds of these. And I love these because they're specific and tangible. And in the spirit of goal and intention setting, I wanted to share my top 10 pieces of advice that will help you get into a relationship in 2024, or at least increase your chances. As we know, there's no possible way I can guarantee that you'll be in a relationship next year, but this dating intentionally advice will absolutely get you on track. Real quick, I wanted to let you know that I created some freebies for you to help you date more intentionally. The first one is a set of nine reflection questions to ask yourself after dates so you can focus on what matters and be the chooser. The second one is a template to start tracking your dates so you can more easily pick out patterns in your dating journey. Tracking my dates was essential for me to figure out what I was doing wrong and what I was doing right. You can grab these two freebies online by heading to intentionally.dating slash gift. That's intentionally.dating slash gift. Yes, I have a website, so you can go check it out and download my nine post-date questions and free date tracking template. Okay, here we go. My top 10 pieces of advice for dating intentionally. These are not in any order, by the way, but the last one is definitely the most important. All right, the first one is prioritize finding a partner. If you want to get into a relationship in 2024 or whenever, you have to own that. You have to own that desire. And that looks like making dating a priority in some form. No, you don't have to be like me and date 64 people in a a 10-month span to find a relationship, even though that would be pretty effective. I realize it's ridiculous and totally not a normal way that people date, but you have to prioritize it. So by carving out time for what's important to you, whether it's dating, your hobbies, your friends, fitness, whatever it is, that's the only way it's going to happen. You can't meet someone this year by doing nothing. And it's more likely to happen if you mentally own it. You can say, I am looking for love. I am looking for a partner. I want to be in a relationship. 
Part of this is also getting real with yourself. Would you date you? Are you currently embodying all the things that you are looking for or need in a partner? This is part of prioritizing it too. So that's the first one. Prioritize dating and find a way to carve out time for it in your schedule if it is truly important to you. All right, number two, work on your self-worth and confidence. If you want to get into a relationship next year, I think working on your confidence is worth it. Confidence is way more important than how you look. Confidence is attractive because being around a confident person is easy, right? Think about someone you know who is very confident. It's easy to be around them because their self-assuredness makes you feel more at ease. You don't have to worry about them. They're not constantly apologizing or putting themselves down. It's easy to be with them. Confidence comes in many forms, but what it comes down to is trusting yourself, right? That's how we build confidence is by building trust in ourselves. So how do you do that? You take more risks. And this is one thing you can do this year to get more out of life. When we work on trusting ourselves, we take more risks and get out of our comfort zone. And there's a lot of fun stuff happening outside our comfort zone, you know? And a great side effect to building that confidence is that confidence is hot right? Part of this is also making your life one you love living without a partner. That again has two benefits. The first main benefit, the more important benefit is that you are enjoying your life without a relationship. You are embracing being single and that's great. Like There are no downsides to this. And then the bonus effect is that you are more attractive. People who are enjoying their lives are more attractive. Happy people are attractive. Main thing here is that you are enjoying your life. And by the way, in the show notes, I will include the best books for building self-confidence. So you can check out the show notes at intentionally.dating and head over to the blog. All right. The third one is go on dates. I know it's obvious, but if you want to get into a relationship in 2024, you will have to go on dates. If you're someone who hasn't been on a date in a long time, I get it. It's scary. The stakes feel super high and it's uncomfortable. That's okay. I promise that you're not going to accidentally trip and fall into a relationship or a marriage with the wrong person. A date is just a date. It's just a vibe check with someone new. Think of informational meetings or the first time you hang out with a friend one-on-one. It's only as big of a deal as you make it. And the good news is you don't need to have any romance or attraction on a first date. The stakes are super low. And it's even easier when you go in as the chooser, which we'll get to later. So how do you go on more dates? Using dating apps is one way. Maybe this year you'll try different ones. Hinge, Tinder, and Mumble are the most popular right now, but there are so many different dating apps out there to try. It could be fun to get in early and check them out. You never know. By the way, uh, we have a new episode coming out, I think, next week with a dating app expert if you want to up your dating app game. And look, I know dating apps are really tough on our mental health and haven't been that great for dating culture as a whole, but we can't sit here and pretend that people don't meet their partners on them. I mean, hello. I've gotten into two long-term relationships at this point from dating apps, and when I polled the community on Instagram, 3,000 people voted in this poll, and 90% said that they knew someone who got married to someone they met on a dating app. That's a lot of people. Dating apps might not work the exact way they promised to, but they do give us opportunities to meet new people. Unfortunately, it's on us to set boundaries around using them so we don't burn out and go down a spiral of negativity. Dating apps aren't all or nothing. You can use them while actively working on getting set up by friends and family and exploring ways to meet people in real life. You can Google singles, events, and mixers right now and see if there are any coming up in January or whenever. You can find local comedy shows, concerts, classes, clubs, and all that stuff online, and then actually go to them. Bring a friend if you want. If you don't want to use dating apps, you've got to get out of your house and meet people. There's really no way around it. And again, if you want to meet people to go out with, but you feel like you don't have time, 
get real with yourself. Maybe this isn't a season of your life where you're willing or able to say no to something in your routine or schedule to make room for dating. And that's okay. But you've got to own how you're spending your time and either make a change to fit dating in or accept that you just aren't prioritizing it right now. And that's really okay. All right. The fourth piece of advice I've got for you, be more open and less judgmental. When you're dating, Stop looking for reasons to say no to people. If you want to find someone amazing in 2024, I need you to accept that even the most amazing person has flaws and isn't perfect. The best partner for you might also give you the ick, and there are some things you're just going to need to get past so you can keep your focus on the bigger picture, not zero in on the one weird thing they're doing that's potentially a turnoff that actually has no effect on their character or how they treat you. I'm not saying you have to settle. I'm saying you have to accept that your ideal partner is likely going to have some questionable quirks. We all do. Another way to be more open this year in dating is to stop looking for attraction and chemistry off the bat. Especially if you're dating from the apps, attraction and emotional connection takes time to build, usually around three to five dates. It makes sense. When you go on a date from the dating apps, you're basically on a blind date and you have to work to find that common ground. You have to put work in to see if you have a similar sense of humor and all that stuff takes time, so don't write off people too quickly. If you don't have a reason to say no, keep going. Being open-minded also looks like not writing off people who don't act the way you think they're supposed to. Look, it literally won't matter who paid for the first date when you're six months into your relationship and booking your first trip together. It's just not. Step back and reflect on their behavior and ask yourself if it's really make or break or if you're just self-sabotaging. Give people a chance. I know that social media makes the dating pool seem really scary, like it's full of narcissists and toxic people and creepy guys, but I can assure you that most people are just kind of average and doing their best and they're not out to hurt you. Think about it. Stories about dates that are just fine don't go viral. Someone having a regular, just kind of middle of the road experience on a dating app isn't going to get a lot of shares. So if what you see online and on social media makes you nervous to date, please try to not let these sensationalist stories hold you back. Obviously, yes. Anything can happen, and it's important to have common sense and stay safe when dating, but that's not that hard to do, right? Meet people in public. Let a friend or family know where you are when you're going to meet someone off the apps. Don't give anyone your address. And if you feel uncomfortable, you can end the date and get the heck out of there. I have a full post about dating safety tips pinned to the top of my Instagram profile. That's You can find me on Instagram at dating.intentionally, and the post is yellow, so go find it. Okay, that was kind of a tangent, but I really just want you to have a more open mind to dating this year. All right, number five, keep your standards high and eliminate expectations. Your expectations will disappoint you. Instead, be open and neutral to how people show up and then decide if it's for you or not. Your expectations are getting in the way of seeing people for who they are in reality. On the other hand, your standards and boundaries are going to be what helps you avoid getting into situationships and relationships that just aren't for you. When you keep your standards high, you're probably going to end up rejecting more people. You'll even start attracting people who are more likely to meet your standards too. Listen, every person you meet who it doesn't work out with gets you closer to the person who it will work out with. So it's okay if you keep crossing paths with people who aren't up to your standards. You're not necessarily doing anything wrong. The key is to get to the no faster and keep dating, right? You just want to weed them out more quickly and keep going. Number six, make dating fun for you. You know yourself better than anyone. What are some obstacles in your dating life and how can you work around them or remove them? For example, if you get nervous before dates, what can you do 
for your pre-date routine so that you're less nervous. You know, for me, I used to dance around my room to Doja Cat while putting on makeup and trying on my outfits and like doing my hair. And it was super fun. It was a great way to transition from work to date mode when I was dating. And if you get anxious about texting, maybe you can mute the person or put them on do not disturb so that you don't have to worry about their name popping up on your phone randomly. Or if you don't drink, maybe you can keep a list of sober dates that you'd enjoy in your back pocket so that no matter what, you'll have fun on dates. Think about the things you don't like about the dating process that you have control over and then reflect on how you can smooth out these things, make eliminate them altogether, or just create tools for yourself to make dating more fun. Dating was fun for me because I got to explore Seattle as a newbie, and it was really great to try different restaurants and bars, see different neighborhoods, and just kind of talk to locals. Even if the date wasn't going so well, I would still get something out of it, right? That's how I made dating really fun. It was also a way for me to have social interaction after working at home alone all day. I would say there are a lot of different ways that you can make dating fun for you, but really think about it and see if you can level up. Number seven, don't overthink it and shoot your shot. Something I see every day in my DMs on Instagram is so much overthinking when it comes to texting, asking someone out, nudging them for a date, or bringing up the define the relationship conversation. If you want to get into a relationship, I want to see some more action and less thinking. Do what feels natural. Don't shoot from your hip or act from a wounded place. Do what your highest, most mature self would do. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, the most confident version of you will shoot their shot without worrying too much. You really don't have much to lose by sending the text, asking them out, asking them if they want a second date, all that stuff, right? You just don't have anything to lose. Something that will help you shoot your shot this year is if you adopt an abundance mentality, right? If you shoot your shot with someone early on and it doesn't work out, guess what? that's okay. You're going to meet another special person. And if you're putting yourself out there, I can guarantee it. Like You will continue to meet people. There are lots and lots and lots of people out there. And it's okay if you shoot your shot with someone and it doesn't work out. Number eight, slow down and release the pressure, lower the stakes. When it comes to our love life, there's only so much we can control. We can control how much we put ourselves out there and how we interact with people and the choices we make. That's about it. You might have a timeline in your mind of when you should be meeting someone or getting married or starting a family, but I encourage you to release that. It's not a race. Everyone has their own story and their own timeline. Your story is unique and special, and it's okay if it doesn't line up with your friend's stories or the trajectory your family hoped for. Nothing is wrong with you. You just haven't met that special someone yet. That's it. And like I said, there isn't much control over that outside of putting yourself out there and who you choose to pursue. This is why maybe in 2024, if you want to find a relationship, working on being more open-minded might be the thing that gets you into a relationship. I also want to remind you that rejection is redirection. When you're rejected by someone in early dating, you have to lower the stakes. It doesn't have anything to do with you, right? If you go out with someone one, two, three times and they're rejecting you, this is about their preferences. Why would you change the way you are and the way you operate to fit the preferences of a random person? who doesn't even want to continue getting to know you, right? It's not about you when you get rejected. It is truly just redirecting. Redirection It's the universe telling you, hey, go this way, not that way. And that's it. It's neutral. All right, number nine, work on making friends with your anxiety. Sometimes people ask me, how do I get over my anxiety when dating? And honestly, as someone who has worked with a therapist for many years on anxiety, 
My take is that it's better to learn how to work with your anxiety than try to get rid of it completely. Here's what's helped me. Maybe it'll help you. I see my anxiety as one of the many parts of myself. Sometimes it even helps to give your anxious part a name like Mandy. And if you're listening to this, your name is Mandy. I'm sorry. This was just a random name that popped into my head. Anyway, when you feel anxious, you can be like, wow, Mandy is very loud today. What's going on? And you can tend to your anxious part as a parent would to a child. You can ask her, what do you need? What's causing this? And letting the anxiety happen without actually acting on it. Feelings aren't facts. Yes, they're valid and they're important information, but we don't have to act on every feeling we have. There's a difference between giving space for our feelings and acting on them. I think many of us can benefit from learning to make friends with our anxiety. It makes dating a lot easier when you're not letting your anxiety run the show. And this is not something you can do overnight, but it's something you can continually work on as your anxiety shows up in the dating process. For me, it's like, okay, wow, I am feeling really anxious right now. What's going on? And I would explore the feeling with curiosity and compassion instead of judgment. I still try to do this and I don't always get it right, but it certainly gets easier with practice. Usually our anxious part feels better when we have more control or even the illusion of control. That's like what drives a lot of how we act in dating is we just want to gain control. So making friends with your anxiety and learning to work with it will look like learning to sit in the discomfort of the unknown more. It takes practice. And I know that if you work on this, getting into a relationship this year will be easier. Okay, number 10, the most important one. If you've listened this far, thank you, because this is it. Be the chooser. If there's one thing I want you to get out of this podcast, it's this. Pursue people who you like instead of focusing so much on being liked. You need to walk into dates believing they're going to like you no matter what. And if they don't, your self-worth is not tied to being liked because you're focusing on learning about them to see if you're interested in them. Their interest in you is either a given or it just doesn't matter that much. When we focus on being liked, we end up not being our our authentic self. We ignore red flags because we like how they make us feel. We're not paying attention to if this person has what we need in a partner. And this is all just a recipe for getting into a relationship with someone who's the wrong fit. This is not going to happen to you in 2024, okay? You're going to work on knowing your needs and learning about your dates to see if you enjoy spending time with them and to see if they're the kind of person who you're looking for. That is being the chooser. I want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening this year. Even if you're just joining in for the first time, you being here means so much to me. And I want to give a huge shout out to everyone who follows me on Spotify. I can't believe how many of you have hit that follow button. Wow, it is absolutely wild and I appreciate you so much. Every week I'm aiming to show up here better than the last and I'm so excited to keep the real no-nonsense dating advice coming to you next year. If you're still here, I have a treat for you. I don't usually share personal updates anymore on the podcast, but I thought, why not for this episode? If you're new to the pod, my boyfriend Johnny and I met on Hinge in the summer of 2022. We've been living together since July, so that's about five months, and it's going well as we expected. There's been no surprises. We've been talking about getting engaged ever since we got serious about moving in together, and we agreed that moving in together meant this relationship is headed towards engagement and marriage. At some point this spring, we talked through a hypothetical timeline for all these milestones, and it's wild that we're coming up on engagement soon. We went ring shopping earlier this month, and it was such a fun experience. I know there are many ways to go about getting engaged, but I'm the kind of person who wants input on a pretty expensive gift I'm supposed to wear for a long time. We agreed that we didn't want to get engaged around the holidays, so I'm pretty confident, but by the time this comes out, I will still be patiently waiting for him to pop the question. 
I know what you might be thinking, Talia, if you want to get married, why don't you propose? I never said I wasn't going to. Stay tuned. What I want to comment on is how different this feels this time around. My ex and I talked about engagement and the day he started talking to me about rings is the day I broke up with him because I knew it couldn't go any further. But talking to him about marriage and engagement was tense and not fun. That was such a clear sign that it wouldn't work out. This time though, it's been so fun to talk about with Johnny. We're both really enjoying the whole experience, even though ring shopping and buying a ring is slightly stressful. I share this with the intention of giving you hope. I really believe that by going on dates and suddenly working on yourself and owning your shortcomings as well as amplifying your strengths, you can find an amazing partner. I feel it in my bones and I'm rooting for you. Thank you for listening. I'd love it if you share this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or some tough love. If any of these episodes have helped you in your journey, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Tensionally five stars on Spotify. I really appreciate it. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Tensionally, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.